welcome back to another episode of the Team Wellness TO podcast. We want to send our best wishes out to everyone, every single one of our listeners, and to everyone in our community. We hope you're staying safe and staying as healthy as possible and remembering to slow down and take some time for yourself because that is honestly one of the best things that we have learned during this time that just taking a step back and really slowing down is so, so good for your overall wellness and well-being. So yeah, we hope you're doing well. And on that note, today's guest is Cynthia Sterling. She is the founder of Goldmines Canada. Cynthia is a meditation enthusiast and an advocate for total mind-body wellness. She is a certified mindfulness meditation facilitator and a teacher of mindfulness for kids and teens. She is the founder of Goldmines Canada, a mindfulness for kids organization that creates a safe space for kids to talk about their emotions and participate in fun exercises that introduce them to deep breathing, gratitude, and self-love. Cynthia believes in the power of teaching mindfulness to children at a young age to equip them with the tools they need to be resilient, self-regulate, and build self-confidence. Her goal is to support the next generation of leaders who will change the world and to help them recognize the joy that is already waiting inside of them. We were so enamored by Cynthia's business the first time we heard about it. She is so amazing and lovely and we can't wait for you to listen to our conversation with her and learn all about her business. Just wanted to let you know that, of course, this was recorded on Zoom, so there may be a little bit of glitching here and there, but nothing dramatic. Just wanted to let you know, again, this is a Zoom recording, so um, it's not going to be as clear as they used to be when we were in person. And before we hop into the episode, just wanted to remind you that we have a code for Resolve CBD. If you're interested in trying out some CBD drops or creams or gummies, They are so delicious, those gummies. I love them so much. And if you want to try them out yourself, just use the code RSLVTWTO to get 10% off, and that includes sale items as well. So go check out their website. It'll be linked in the description, and go grab yourself some CBD. And without further ado, here we go. Season 2, Episode 17, Mindfulness for Kids with Cynthia Sterling. Hey friends, welcome to the team. I'm Sarah, a corporate wellness consultant, fitness instructor, and movement enthusiast. And I'm Kira, helping to build a wellness startup and lover of all things fitness, dance, and well-being. We're your hosts of the Team Wellness TO podcast. Together, we've created this podcast to be your one-stop shop for all information about the entrepreneurs that work to build a healthier Toronto every day. With your help, we will form the largest community of healthy, happy, and thriving individuals in Toronto. Our mission is to bring you helpful information and resources in order to make the wellness space more accessible. Let's get this conversation started. Okay, so welcome, Cynthia. How are you? How are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here today. Amazing. So we're going to just dive right into it. And so can you tell us more about how you discovered mindfulness and meditation personally? Yeah, absolutely. So I had always been into health and wellness um, throughout university, going to the gym, eating healthy, but it wasn't until probably after university that I started exploring meditation and mental health and That primarily came from the fact that I started, I think, battling with my own mind a little bit and dealing with my own anxieties. And so what I decided to do was to start looking into some tools to help with that. Um, One thing that I looked into was guided meditations before sleep. And that's really what started my journey with really loving meditation. Um, And from there, I decided to try to make it a daily habit. Um, to be honest with you, I did not love it at all at first. I found it incredibly challenging, um, as most people do. And what I ended up doing was putting a timer on my phone every day um, and meditating for just one minute and eventually built that habit and then ended up really loving it and enjoying it and finding meditation um, a really awesome, peaceful way to clear my mind. Oh, that's so incredible. 
um, I know I think a lot of people find it hard and they might even give up. So it's really great that you kind of pushed through that initial phase and now you're obviously really into it. And even to back up, I guess, did you, um, like you, with university, did you study like anything to do with health or like kind of tell us more about you in general? Yeah, uh, so I, I didn't actually study health. I went to McMaster University in Hamilton and I did a Bachelor of Commerce degree. Um, so I had always wanted to start a business. That was uh, a big goal of mine, but I had never really found what I was really passionate about. Um, and so when I graduated from university, I worked at um, a couple of different companies before really deciding that mindfulness was a huge passion of mine and something that I felt that I could actually translate into a really meaningful and powerful business. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I find most people who get into meditation, they always have that bit of a, a struggle at the beginning and it's normally you're working on something yourself and then you realize how amazing it is. And then you want to share that with the rest of the world. Um, so that's great. Cause I know I've tried the traditional meditation. Um, I used to work for a psychologist and she would try it. Like I would have like literal sessions with her and I would be like, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's hard. so hard. So hard. It is. It's really difficult. And I'm the very first person to admit that. I think that the hardest part is sitting with your own thoughts, right? We live in this really busy hustle bustle world and slowing down and actually sitting there and doing nothing is actually so hard. And once you do that, you obviously find there's a lot of value in it, but getting to that point takes a lot. And you hear from all of these, you know, big CEOs and all these top performers that they meditate every day. So, so many people have that as some sort of daily goal that they want to achieve, but it's very, very difficult. Um, but I do promise you, once you actually have it built into your daily life, it makes a huge difference. I just find it provides a ton of clarity, especially during the day. If there's a period of time where I'm feeling um, mentally exhausted or overstimulated, I just stop everything that I'm doing and do a really quick five minute meditation. And it makes such a huge difference. Yeah, that's really nice. Maybe I've tried to implement it here and there. So I'm going to try and do it again. But I, I do deep breaths here and there. That's what I that's what I do right now. But got to got to work that back into my schedule. <laughs> um, oh, it's a great start. <laughs> yeah. So what made you decide that you wanted to teach this practice and why specifically to kids, which is super interesting? Yeah. I think that when I discovered meditation for myself, I found it as a really awesome coping strategy for anxiety that I was feeling. And what I ended up doing was a lot of self-reflection and understanding, you know, why do I even feel anxiety? What is anxiety. And what I ended up finding through that soul searching is that I experience anxiety now as an adult because a lot of the things that happened to me when I was a child and I didn't ever know that. And so it was a very empowering thing to learn. And when I was younger, I used to dance and I think you both were dancers or are dancers as well. So yeah. that's really cool. So yeah, I used to dance when I was younger competitively and I absolutely loved it. It was the first time that I really discovered the mind-body connection and really felt my energy through movement. And unfortunately, when I was about 10 years old, I switched dance studios and I had a bit of a hard time adjusting to the new group of girls and the environment. And as you might know, being in a dance environment, sometimes it can be a lot. It can be quite competitive. You're expected to look a certain way and be a certain way. Mm -hmm. And it was a lot of pressure on me as a very young girl. And I was struggling at that new studio with girls that were not very nice, you know, feelings of I'm not good enough. And I ended up quitting dance and mm -hmm. I quit not because I didn't love it. I quit when I was young because I felt like I was in an unsafe space. Oh. And I say that because now, you know, in hindsight, I really want to help and empower kids so that when they have those kinds of feelings of anxiety and they have those feelings of I'm not good enough, they have the coping mechanisms that they need to properly address them. Um, I think it's really common for kids and parents, you know, when a kid has an emotion that it, you kind of just brush it off and tell them that it's okay. As, a, as opposed to actually digging deeper and understanding what the root of the problem is and why they're feeling the way that they're feeling. And so 
now I'm in my 20s and I'm seeing how meditation and mindfulness has impacted me so much, I can't help but think how much I could impact younger kids and give them these tools to cope and to self-regulate and to build self-confidence at a super young age that they can carry with them throughout their entire lives. Wow, that that like resonates on so many levels for us, like especially yeah. like being a dancer. Um, and also like it's it's making me feel like all, you know, those good feelings, like that's so amazing what you do because um and I actually just like announced, I guess, to the world, to the social media world today that I'm going to teachers college and like a big part of that is similar to what you're saying. It's like, I would love to be somebody to help kids to experience things in a better way than I feel that I did. Um, you know, also experiencing so, so much anxiety in high school, just because it's like, it's such an age where you're, yeah, you're compared and there's just a lot going on, like a lot of pressure, a lot, um, that happens. So that's, that's really incredible. And I think that what you're doing is amazing and going to make a huge and powerful difference. Um, something actually else, like this is off topic, but this is reminding me of this conversation about dance earlier today. Um, my, my yoga teacher was talking about, she was a dancer too, and how we were, you're taught in dance to kind of hold your breath like up higher in your chest and kind of hold your belly in. And so learning that breath makes mindfulness and meditation a bit harder where you want to try to breathe like deeper in your belly. And I thought that was really interesting. Did, did you experience that as well? Like having trouble breathing like lower in, in your belly when you first started? Yeah, definitely. Especially if you took ballet, everything is, you know, your, your back yeah. high and your chest is proud and yeah. definitely you're, you're sucking in, you're, you're sucking in and holding your breath and, and all kinds of things like that. So yeah, Absolutely. Definitely a different adjustment between like so many similarities, you know, with yoga and movement and dance, but also so many differences where I feel like yoga and mindfulness is just, you know, all about the breath, all about letting go um, and not worrying about any sort of judgment around you. So that's a, a really uh, cool lesson that you learned. Yeah, so awesome. And so now with your business today, can, can you tell us more about the types of services that you offer and how that has evolved? Yeah, I started Gold Mines about a year and a half ago. And originally, I was actually teaching kids in person in schools. And of course, things changed over the last few months. And I had to kind of pit and decide which way I wanted to take my business. Um, also knowing that it was an incredibly important time for kids to be learning about mindfulness. And so knowing that I couldn't be in person, I started to offer online sessions. And so there's a couple of different ways that I offer those. Each and every week, I do something called Mindfulness Mondays. And it's a 30-minute class. And we have about you know 10 or 12 kids on a Zoom session uh, with me. And it's the cutest thing ever. I, I can't even begin to tell you how cute it is to see all these Aww. kids' faces <laughs> excited about Mindfulness Mondays. Um, I think that was one of the biggest almost shocks for me that, you know, things can happen online still is that they were still so excited to show up. They're excited to see me and participate in the class. And yeah, I've been running those um, for a couple of months now and it's been awesome. Uh, the feedback that, that I've gotten and the kids that I've gotten to meet. And so that's one way that I do mindfulness uh, right now. Uh, the second is doing one-on-one -on -one sessions with kids and they're about 30 minutes long. Every session that I do is very interactive. It's not just sitting here and meditating. Um, as we were just talking about earlier, it's hard enough for us adults to sit still. So you can only imagine with yeah. kids, getting them to sit still is even harder. Um, so what I've done is I've started the class with a warm up and a stretch and getting everyone to shake off their energy, get it all out. And then we move into an icebreaker where I get them to you know, pick a colorful crayon and identify what color uh, represents what emotion they're feeling that day and then to draw their face. And um, we do lots of activities like that just to get kids to start identifying their feelings. Okay. Red probably means that I'm feeling angry today and yellow means that I'm happy today. So they'll draw the face of how they're feeling. Um, and then we'll do a quick lesson, a quick activity, and then I'll end it with a guided meditation story, which is just usually about five or seven minutes long and uh, try to keep it as interactive and imaginative as possible for the kids. <laughs> That's so love, so I would love to observe this. Yeah, that would be so interesting to watch. Yeah. 
It's cute. It's really awesome when you teach them what a deep breath is. I think that's probably the foundation of the entire mindfulness class is in some way, shape or form, we're breathing and I'm teaching them what a deep breath is. And so, you know, this past week, we, the theme was over the rainbow and I got them to draw a rainbow on their piece of paper and then got them to inhale and trace their finger up the rainbow and then exhale and trace their finger down the rainbow. Um, and it was really cool to see kids continuing to do it on the Zoom even after the activity was done. So it's cool to see kids absorb things so quickly. I think that's the other thing about mindfulness for kids is they absorb things so, so, so quickly. It's why people teach kids a different language at a really young age because they can absorb it so quickly. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is that they don't have all of the same preconceived biases and judgments that adults have. Um, yeah. They don't care how they look with their eyes shut. Um, they don't care that they're sitting there and, and not really doing much. So um, it's very interesting teaching it to them because they absorb it like sponges. Mm -hmm. And then they can keep it with them, which is, which is perfect because, mm -hmm. um, and I guess that's the whole, that's the whole point. So really incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know you kind of touched on this a little bit already, but if there's anything else, um, why do you believe it's so important to start teaching mindfulness at a younger age? Because I know a lot of people say in our generation are only kind of picking this up now, like later, like later teens, early twenties. Um, but yeah. So why do you think it's so important to start them young? Yeah, I think that we are all as adults incredibly overstimulated, but I think we also forget how overstimulated kids are as well. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I grew up with no technology and I was on the playground and I was playing sports or dancing or reading a book. And nowadays kids are brought up with phones and iPads and technology and not to say that there aren't some incredible benefits of the technology that we use, but we also know that that can really overstimulate the mind and impact attention span and focus. And that's why I believe introducing it at a really young age is super important because it just means that they're developing these habits at a young age and they can just carry it forward. So even if it's as simple as understanding what a deep breath is, um, to your point earlier, um, you could easily just take a deep breath and that's your version of mindfulness. Every time you're stressed, maybe you take three deep breaths and that's okay if that's it for you. But for other people, they might want to take it a bit further. And when you do meditate, there are so many benefits, you know, like improving sleep. That's one thing that all parents, um, I think with young kids will struggle with is how do I get my kid to sleep? They don't want to go to bed. They have way too much energy. Um, this is a really awesome way to soothe the mind and, and get someone to fall asleep really easily, especially a kid. Um, it also just allows them to be really aware of their emotions and their feelings. So, you know, I'm feeling sad today, mom. <laughs> and, and she'll be like, okay, why? And then they're like, well, and they can actually think about it and give a really good description of why they're feeling sad. It's not just them potentially acting out or saying something they don't mean. So just encouraging them to think through their actions and, and be more mindful. Yeah, that's so, that, yeah, that's such a great, great skill to be taught because yeah, kids, of course, everyone says they act out, but there's always a reason as to why they're behaving in that way. So it's really great mm -hmm. that you're teaching them to get in touch with their emotions at such an early age and understand them, like truly understand them. Yeah. Yeah. It's just making me, I'm seven years older than my brother and it's just making me remember like him as a kid being like, I guess acting out, but just always so like emotional kind of like, I'm like, what is going on? So it's like for a kid to be able to probably explain what's happening, that is hugely important. Um, and so now we're going to move on to, you know, you being an entrepreneur and anybody who else you might want to, you know, either launch a side hustle, launch a brand or, or business, um, kind of some insight on that. So what were some of the major steps um, that you took when you first wanted to, you decided to start gold mines? I think the most important thing that I started with was a routine. Uh, for me, working full-time as well, I needed to carve time into my day that I could actually work on my business and start putting some plans together. I think that whenever you start a business, you have this feeling that everybody else who's done it before knows what they're doing, but you realize very quickly that 
absolutely no one has any idea what they're doing. At least that's what I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I did was I, you know, I, I reached out to a lot of people. I talked to people who had businesses and I got a lot of insight from them. And I think the biggest thing that I learned is just start, just start somewhere. It doesn't really matter where. Um, your idea will likely be imperfect for many years until you come up with something that actually works and that's okay. And for me, just getting started was something that I really pushed myself to do. So waking up early and having some sort of morning routine where I write down my plans or a couple of things that I want to accomplish. That was really how I got started. It was in the mornings. It's when my brain's the most fresh. So I would spend my mornings brainstorming and journaling and you know, how can I find it? How can I find a way to make mindfulness for kids fun? <laughs> that was probably the biggest question. How do I do that? Um, and so that's, that was really my starting point. And from there, I just started giving myself really small milestones and goals, you know, incorporate, um, you know, have your first session, do a bunch of free sessions and learn from kids and you'll find out incredibly quickly what they like and what they don't like. And so those are some of the ways that um, I was, you know, trial and erroring, so to speak, uh, this business. And yeah, so far so good. I'm still learning and I'm still figuring it out as I go. But I think the biggest thing that I did was just create time in my calendar, block it off and dedicate that time uninterrupted to just brainstorming, just let your brain go and, and you'll think of some really awesome things. Yeah, no, I love that. I work in a startup and I can totally agree. (laughs) You just got to do it. Nothing's going to be perfect. Um, And yeah, Sarah, of course, has her own business. So I'm sure she can also (laughs) agree to that as well. Oh yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) None of us do. It's fine. No no adult really does. Truly. It's so funny because when you're a kid, all the adults in your life are like, wow, they just, they know what they're doing all the time. And they're like these big protectors. And then you become an adult and you're like, oh, (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, whoops. <laughs> yeah. I thought that I was going to have it all figured out and I have no idea. I know that's, it's such a funny thing to, to learn, but then also a really good thing when you actually can accept it. So, you know, yeah. and, and realize that it's actually okay that you don't know everything. And you also learn that every single time you fail, you're learning something, you're pivoting, you're changing the way that you did something. So just learning that failure is probably a good thing because you learned a lesson from it and then, you know, fail fast, move on and learn from that and, you know, move on. Totally. Exactly. I love that philosophy. (laughs) Yes. So how did you come up with the name gold mines? It's so, I love it. (laughs) It's funny. I, I'm one of those people that when I have an idea in my head and I'm really passionate about something, I'm very uh, all or nothing about it. So for me, this business is something I've been 1000% all in about. And part of that at the very beginning is of course a name because a name is everything, right? It's a brand. Um, you wanna make sure that it's catchy. You wanna make sure that kids like it, but you also don't want it to be too kiddy. So I was really battling back and forth between how do I make this name sound cool? Um, something that kids would actually want to attend a class for. And so um, I was at a park with my fiance, Trinity Bellwoods, just down the street from me. And bless his soul, he spent about an hour with me laying on the grass uh, brainstorming different names. And so I was like, okay, I want it to do with something to do with the mind. And we kind of went back and forth for a really long time um, and couldn't figure it out. Left the park, uh, got an Uber and and drove down the street. And I saw this, uh, there's an old gym in Toronto and it said, stay gold on the side of, uh, of the wall. And I was like, I've got it, gold mines. And he's like, it was that easy, eh? We just spent an hour <laughs> brainstorming in the park. Um, so that, that's the, the funny story about how I came up with it. But the goal of it all was to make sure that, you know, it was a name that kids would resonate with and something that they thought was cool. So that's the background. Yeah, amazing. I think mission accomplished. I, it's, <laughs> yeah. That's really that's, That's awesome. so fun. It comes to you when you least expect it. That's how most things happen, I find. <laughs> yeah, totally. exactly. When you just let it go for a second and mm-hmm. then you see something that reminds you of it and you're like, aha, got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing. And so with the business, what do you feel has um, have been your biggest challenges so far? I would say pivoting to online has definitely been a challenge. 
Yeah. I wasn't really sure what to expect. And I think you both probably feel the same way having to do similar things that nobody really knows where the world is going. And we also don't really know how people are going to react to things online. It's still very new for us. Some tech companies have already adapted it, but most of the world, to be honest with you, had not. And so I would say that was the biggest thing for me when quarantine hit and schools shut down and my dreams of going into schools and you know getting a great network of kids in schools, uh, that, that came to a pause. And from there, it was like, okay, how am I gonna quickly pivot? Because I still think this is an awesome idea. I'm not putting this on hold just because the world's shutting down. I actually think the world could use a little bit more mindfulness right now, so what mm -hmm. can I do? And so I actually sped up the whole online process and just started offering sessions uh, online for free for the first couple of months of quarantine. And I was just doing everything for free and learning from people and trying to figure out what people liked online, you know, how long is too long, an hour is too long for a kid, 30 minutes is probably perfect. Um, that, those are kinds of the, some of the things that I had to deal with when this first happened. And Luckily, I think the world's actually adapting to online really well. And I actually don't think that parents would be open to doing something like this online if schools hadn't decided to, to move that route. So I think at the end of the day, I think it was a, a positive shift. I think that being in person with kids is 100% more impactful. And I really hope to get back there one day. But I do think that in the meantime, this is an awesome solution and who knows maybe it'll continue on this way and people will actually prefer to meet with me online so we'll just have to see how it goes over the next few months definitely and i think um it's really smart of you to like offer at the beginning of um of COVID or of quarantine to offer things for free um and i know that a, like a lot of people in the wellness space were doing that as well and i, I feel like i saw a couple like different opinions of that and how like you know, you don't want to undervalue yourself, but I think it was like hugely important to kind of, if you got yourself out there quickly doing these things for free and then people are, they obviously see the value and then they'll pay for it. And um, yeah, I think that's really, really smart. Um, and obviously it's, it's succeeded, but yeah, I guess I think little kids um, maybe in person is more beneficial, but that now it's great because you have both options. So it doesn't hurt to, to have, have both. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's, also good when you know when you're starting something online and, and doing it for free we just said i think nobody had any idea how people would take it so mm -hmm. i do think that if you're offering something that you think is really impactful and going to be beneficial for people um, they'll they really appreciated that during quarantine because we were all adjusting and shifting our lifestyles to this weird at home thing mm -hmm. um, so it was really cool to see that actually all of these businesses shift online it was pretty awesome to see that we could all do almost uh entirely what we wanted to do uh, over zoom it's obviously a little bit different but yeah. cool to see that we can still operate that way Definitely. yeah exactly we were everyone was kind of forced to um notice that a lot of things can be done from home if needed like of course interacting with everyone is the most beneficial for everyone regardless if you're a kid or an adult but knowing that people can work from home and do things over zoom is a really good thing that we've all kind of been forced to learn um, but yeah, so what does your day-to-day -day look like, I guess now, um, cause I guess before you, you go to your job and then you'd go, go into classrooms, but yeah, what does your day-to-day -day look like now? So right now I've got a pretty good morning routine set up because it really is the main time that I get to work my business. So I normally wake up around six, um, for a while it was, you know, wake up, and journal and do a meditation and hopefully do some work and, and brainstorm in there before I started my uh, regular nine to five job. So that's kind of what I was doing before. And then now that um, things have started to open up and I've been exercising more, I've tried to bring in the gym back into that um, because I love working out in the morning. I think it just sets my whole day up for success. So yeah, I, I think for me, having a morning routine is the most important. Um, I past six or 7 p.m. my brain turns a little bit mushy so um, I'm best in the morning uh, but yeah that's what my morning looks like and then I work my uh, my nine to five job and, and then at the end of the day I usually have a mindfulness session with 
a child or I have a group session going, um, or I spend the night creating things, um, creating content, different programs that I offer. Um, and yeah, that's, that's typically what my days look like. It's usually crammed into the mornings and, and crammed into the evenings and then, you know, do the best I can and try to spread things out over the week. And if I can't, I, of course, uh, you know, work on the weekends and do that on Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. It's, um, I feel like it's very typical of an entrepreneur and someone who has, you know, a side hustle and trying to pursue multiple, um, multiple passions. It's almost like working all the time, um, getting, getting it done. Um, but obviously it's, it's working out for you. Um, and, and kind of along those lines, so we're now going to kind of get more into talking about wellness um, as a whole. So how, with being so busy, how do you take care of yourself, I guess, besides, you know, obviously you do meditation and mindfulness, but do you have any other wellness practices? Yeah, definitely. I think that I used to always think of wellness as just eating healthy and working out. Um, but more recently, and actually thanks to quarantine, I think, slowing down has actually been such a hugely beneficial um, aspect of my wellness routine. And it sounds so simple, just slowing down. And honestly, if I had known that slowing down would make me um, so much happier and so much more, you know, uh, mentally clear, I would have done it way sooner. But um, overall, I think that, of course, I meditate as often as I can. Um, I'm like anyone, you know, it's not like I am able to sit for an hour and, and meditate every day. I do it in small increments based on the kind of day that I'm having. Some days it's just a minute, some days it's 20 minutes, and that really varies. Other than that, one thing that I do that um, I love is journaling. It's a really good habit that I've gotten into um, as somebody who has a lot of thoughts and can be unsure of which way to go and decisions and things like that. I find that writing everything down and doing brain dumps is really beneficial for me. And I do that almost every day and usually in the morning when I wake up. I find that when I get everything down on a piece of paper, it's not nearly as you know overwhelming as it feels in my head. So that's something that um, I do very often. Other than that, I think working out for me is incredibly important. Um, going back to the gyms now, I am absolutely loving how I feel and the endorphins that I'm getting from my gym workouts versus my at-home workouts, which let me tell you, were not that great. Um, I was, <laughs> you know, lifting my, my dinky 10 pound weights and trying to get a good workout in from home but I just didn't feel the energy um, that I felt in a gym. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's really important to me is feeling the energy and being around people and that you know, level of motivation that you get from the collective group that you work out with. So that's something that has been so awesome over the last two weeks, you know, going back to the gym and actually getting into the routine of working out really hard. It just starts the day so awesome. Nice. Yeah, I think um, it's like interesting to see some people like what they've decided to do with the gyms opening up. Like some people are like rushing to get back and other people really fell in love with working out at home and they're going to stick to it. So that's been another interesting change when it comes to wellness and COVID and everything that it's changed for us. So it's been a crazy year to say the least, um, but we're all, we're making it, we're doing it, we're making it work. So. Yeah, and it's hard too, because I think, everybody has a different opinion on and some people love the at-home workouts and and for the for a while I was loving them too um you can definitely work out at home as effectively to some extent um as you would at the gym depending on the kind of equipment that you have but I think for some people um they like working out on their own and they're really good at self-motivating themselves and then I think other people realize that they're more uh, motivated by being around other people and that kind of energy. And that's the, the side that I fall into where I love feeling the energy of the people around me. So I've, you know, opted to safely go back a few times a week, but I totally agree with you. I think even at home, it's, it's still really awesome and effective if people have chosen to go that route. Yeah, totally. Amazing. And um, so you mentioned that it depends like each day, how you're feeling based on how long you're going to meditate for. Um, but where do you recommend people start if they're just getting into meditation? Yeah, I would say starting with anywhere between one and five minutes is the perfect place to start. 
honestly, even if you want to start with 30 seconds, that's totally fine. I think that there's just a, you know, just starting is the most important thing. Once you build a habit of sitting there for even just one minute, um, I used to use an app and it had something called box breathing and essentially just, you know, inhale for four seconds, hold it for four seconds, exhale for four seconds, hold it for four seconds. That's essentially what box breathing is. And I used to do that for just one minute and it was painful at first. I honestly did not love it. I was like, this is boring. What am I doing? I can't turn my mind off. And I think that's the one thing that people always say. They're like, I can't meditate. I can't turn my mind off. And the thing is, is that's okay. The point of meditation isn't to turn your mind off. The point of meditation is to simply notice your thoughts. And so if you're sitting there and you know something comes up about your day and you can identify it, and that's something that I've learned, you know, you start thinking about what you're going to eat for dinner and you're like, you can label it. Okay. I'm planning right now. So it's not to say that you have to, you know, put, totally push that thought out of your head, but can you just notice it for what it is? Can you just notice that you're planning right now? Or if you're holding on to a thought, you know, like, I can't believe she said that to me, you know, you're repeating that thing in your head over and over again. Well, can you just notice it? Okay. I'm clinging, you know, I'm, I'm attaching to this thought. That's really the foundation of, of what you can be doing as you meditate. You don't have to, you know, have any judgment against yourself and think I need to have a totally clear mind. It's just about how can you start identifying what your feelings are and how can you get more in tune with your body? Oh, I never heard um, like the actually labeling saying like, oh, I'm, I'm clinging to this. Like I've always heard, yes, like, like notice your thoughts, but without judgment, but actually saying this is what I'm doing. I feel like that's, that would be so helpful. I want to start doing that. Yeah. yeah. I hadn't heard that either. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know about you guys, but I'm somebody who like literally I, I can almost like see my to-do list in my head. So, and like, sometimes it like repeats, like it's like on a cycle. So I wish I could just be like, okay, like, or not wish, I guess I can just be like, okay, this is what I'm doing, but like not have to keep repeating it and dwelling on it. Yeah. I think our brains sometimes think that the more we repeat something in our heads, we're not going to be able to forget it. And we'll probably solve the problem if we just keep thinking about it, Mm -hmm. which in reality, the exact opposite happens, right? We get anxiety, we get stress, um, we get burnt out because we can't shut off our minds. It's, it's really interesting that our minds kind of play tricks on us in that way. Um, there's this really awesome book uh, that I read recently called The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Oh, I've read that. Okay. So I good. love that book. And yeah, it really just opened my eyes to the thoughts that we have in our heads. And it allows you to see that, you know, you are not your thoughts. These things pass into your head and then they pass out. And it's really important for you to take a step back and understand that you are the observer of your thoughts, right? You are just the person that's, you know, watching this to-do list happen in your head. You're not actually that anxious person thinking about it. Um, You're just the person behind all of that. And, you know, when you catch yourself thinking, it's important to say, okay, I just caught myself thinking. And and that is what brings you back to you, if that makes sense. Yeah. And that's what the whole book is about. Uh, really inspiring book. It, it opened my eyes to all the things and the tricks that my mind plays on me. And yeah, it's just important, I think, to identify that those are just thoughts. They're not you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's really, really cool. He has another book that you should check out if you haven't already called, um, or everyone listening, it's called The Surrender Experiment. Um, he basically like I, I don't know how this is even possible. Like he just decided to like let his whole life go and basically just to surrender to just everything that's happening. And then he basically was like meditating for, I don't even know, like full days almost like th- all this crazy stuff. Um, or it seems kind of crazy, but just kind of shows yeah. you what is possible with meditation. Um, and turns out his life, like he ended up it's funny the way he kind of writes it, or I find it kind of funny because it's very different from how I am, I guess, but it's almost like he just, he ended up like owning this multi-million dollar company and like all this stuff, like, and it just happened, you know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah. it's, it's funny because how he explains it, it's like he just surrendered all of his like control on things and then things started working out for him. So I think that's a cool way to 
think about it. Yeah. Um, and in terms of getting back to the questions, because I'm rambling about books now, big reader. Um, <laughs> so um, how can we all learn to be more mindful in our day-to-day -day lives? There's definitely a couple of ways that are very simple and have nothing to do with actually meditating, which might resonate with a lot of beginners. I think one thing is just being more mindful of the things that you do in a day. So it doesn't mean that you have to sit down and actually meditate. But what mindfulness is, is being aware of your five senses. So that's something that I teach really often in my classes is, okay, if you were to go for a walk today, think about your five senses, right? Really pay attention to the things that you're seeing and the colors of the sky and the trees and everything around you. Um, you know, notice what you can feel, notice what you can hear, see, touch, and you're not necessarily going to be tasting anything when you're out on a walk, but that leads me to mindful eating where a lot of the time we consume, we consume, we consume, and we're not necessarily satisfied. And a big reason for that is because we're not actually mindful when we're eating. So, you know, when was the last time you sat and ate your dinner and just ate your dinner and didn't scroll through your phone or, you know, have your computer in front of you? Um, it's, it's pretty rare nowadays and, and I'm the same way. And I think just becoming more mindful and appreciating what you're eating is another way to just really simply introduce mindfulness um, into your life. And the last way that I would say that you could really easily add it into your life is something as simple as taking a bath. Um, I love baths and, and I take one all the time, but I think for me, it doesn't feel like I'm meditating. You're not, you know, you're having a nice relaxing bath. It doesn't feel like you're meditating, but technically you are because you're just in there by yourself um, with no distractions, right? You don't have your cell phone, you don't have your phone. And it's really nice because I think a lot of great thoughts that I have have actually come from those moments of just having nothing in my hands and um, just relaxing. So having a hot shower, having a bath is another really, really easy way to just include mindfulness into your life without actually having to sit there and be still. Really cool. Yeah, those are good good ideas. It's, it's so true though. Like I, I kind of will technically live by myself right now. My roommate's not here, but like if I'm eating dinner, if I'm not with another person, like I'm watching probably something on Netflix because there's no one, no one to entertain me, you know, <laughs> but yeah, I yeah. just sit and eat and not just think of nothing. Just think of my food, you know? So I'll try, I'll yeah. include that. Yeah. And then also, I don't know about you, if you've ever finished a meal before and you've been distracted and you're like, I don't even feel satisfied because I don't even remember eating that meal and then yeah. you'll want to eat more. And then, you know, it's, it's the cycle. And so, yeah, it's interesting. It, I mean, of course it is kind of boring to just sit there and eat your food without any sort of <laughs> distraction in front of you. But I mean, give it a try, even if it's not for your entire meal, but even if you were to have dessert one night, you know, really appreciate the dessert, right. And, mm. and taste how sweet it is and how decadent it is. And you'll just have a bit more of an appreciation for it. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. All right. And for a question that we ask all of our guests, um, what does wellness mean to you? It's a good question. I think that for me, wellness is an all encompassing way of living. And what I mean by that is for me, wellness is how do I incorporate things that are good for my mind, my body, um, my entire well-being, and including my relationships in my life. And I think that all of those things can impact each other. And so it's really important to take care of your mind. Um, your mind is all you have in life, uh, along with your health. You know, we live in our minds all the time. We are just in there all the time talking to ourselves. And so it's incredibly important to have a healthy mind because that will translate into a healthy body. You know, when you reduce stress, you reduce injury, you reduce illness in some instances. And so for me, the starting point is the mind and the entire all encompassing wellness aspect comes from the impacts that it has on my body, um, you know, my day-to-day -day work and the relationships that I have in my life. That was such a nice answer. <laughs> I know that was really a good way of, of putting it. It's like we have all these different buckets in our lives and we have to make sure we take care of all of them um, individually to feel better as a whole. 
Um, I love it. And so what is next for you personally and for gold mines? Well, um, I just actually introduced a camp at home program. So that's something that I've been working on quite closely uh, over the summer, seeing as camp looks a little bit different this year for most kids. And so that's been my big project of the summer. So I released a do-it-yourself camp at home program where parents could have five days of activities to do with their kids. I also released a live version of that, which will be happening at the end of August, where I'll actually be working with the kids um, all of those five days to complete the booklets together. And I'm very excited about that. Um, it was just something, you know, I, I was thinking about the pandemic and I was thinking about how impacted kids are during this time. And I wanted to do something different over and above these online sessions. And so I put together this camp at home program in a couple of weeks. And so I'm really excited to start working with some kids on that. And after that, you know what, schools are going back. Um, I'm going to have to wait a while and see what that whole world looks like. Um, I think it'll probably be a while before I can actually get back into the schools, but hopefully uh, that's something that I can do. I can't wait to see all of the kids in person again and, and start working with them. But I think at this point for me, I'm, the online is, is something I'm really enjoying. I'm very hopeful in the future, I'll be able to get back um, in person and, and then we'll see from there. We'll see how it goes. Love it. Lots of exciting things. I like the camp idea. Um, yeah. Makes me think of my, I have a younger cousin. He's grade five and he was talking about, I, I saw him for the first time in the pandemic. He was just talking about like, like missing his friends and like missing school and you know, all that stuff. So I'm, um, and he's like, I'm just home with mom and dad. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's must, must suck sometimes. Yeah. So, um, it's so funny. Like, it's like, that's my aunt and uncle. He's like, they're so boring. Like <laughs> yeah. so doing, having activities to do. And, um, even just seeing other kids doing it live would be really, really awesome. Yeah. Good way to socialize because to your point, like I, when I'm talking to the kids online, I have a couple of them say, uh, you know, it's my birthday next week, but I can't have a party. I can't have a birthday Aww. party. And they're all really sad about it. And I'm like, Oh, I know. Um, everyone's doing zoom birthday parties this year. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's true. I think if you think about it, the percentage of a child's life that they've been in quarantine for or lived through a pandemic is way greater than us as adults, right? So the impact on them, you know, we're not sure what that impact is. Um, you know, hopefully it's minimal and hopefully getting them back to school helps them to, to learn again and to socialize again. But it's definitely hard for kids to understand why they can't do normal things anymore. Yeah, yeah exactly. for sure. It must be so hard. Poor kids. It makes, it makes my heart hurt. <laughs> I know. Um, all right, so we're gonna do a speed round. So we ask uh, just some quick questions and then whatever answer comes to your mind first. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, so what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? The best piece of advice that I've ever received is to just jump in and do it. Um, I've spoken to a lot of people about businesses and, and getting started. And the best piece of advice that I've been given is just jump in, just do it, just start somewhere. Um, you'll figure it out along the way, but just get started. That's so true. Who is somebody that you look up to? I would say there's a meditation, a teacher named Sarah Blondin, and she's on Insight Timer. And I absolutely adore her guided meditations. And I would recommend um, for you to check them out. She has this wonderful meditation called Make It Sacred, and I listen to it every other week, probably, and I'm starting to almost have it memorized. Um, anyways, she's a really inspirational um, meditation teacher and writer and somebody that I aspire to, to be like. So nice. Um, okay, what's your go-to snack? Almond butter or peanut butter, just a big old spoonful. <laughs> yeah, definitely almond butter, peanut butter. Love it. Um, city or country? Sorry, my favorite city or country? Just like, do you prefer the city or the country? Oh, I prefer the city. Love it. Your favorite genre of music? Ooh, I love a little bit of everything. I love country music. Um, I'm also, I love Taylor Swift. I don't care what anybody says. She's so <laughs> awesome. I think I like a, quite a wide range of music. I don't think I have just one. 
Nice. Um, what show are you binging right now, if any? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so one that I've been binging is Ozark. Um, it's an awesome, intense show and really cool. If you want to jump into it during quarantine, it's intense, but so well done. And last, TikTok or IG Reels? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Funny enough, I, I haven't gone into either of them yet. I, I am not going to lie. I've definitely gone on TikTok and watched all of the really catchy videos. So I'm going to go ahead and say TikTok for now. Um, but I haven't personally gotten on either of them, but they're so fun to watch. Yes. Yeah. I'm the same. exact I same. Them. I haven't posted anything, but I, TikTok is hilarious. Like <laughs> if it's you follow so the right funny. stuff, so funny. <laughs> it's so. so funny. Yeah. It's, it's awesome to watch. It's just so funny. Cause I'm like, I don't think that I can do that, but I'm more than happy to watch other people do that. <laughs> yeah. True. Maybe you can make some like mindfulness TikToks, like some tips yeah. um, or something like that. Um, perfect. Well, that ends our speed round. And we just want to thank you so much for joining us today. Such a great conversation. And we learned so much about meditation, mindfulness, starting a business and all of that helpful, um, helpful stuff. And so last, can you just share where everyone can connect with you online and on social? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my Instagram is at goldminescanada and you can find me at goldminescanada.ca. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much. This was such a great conversation and we will link all of your um, social and website in the podcast description so everyone can find you. So yeah, thank you so much. This was awesome. I learned, we learned so much. (laughs) Yeah, good. I'm glad. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. All right, and there you have it. We hope you enjoyed today's episode with Cynthia. The work she is doing is so inspiring and helping so many children out there able to manage their emotions and live a mindful lifestyle, which is so important, especially these days with so much going on and so much anxiety in the world. We are so impressed with Cynthia and we really hope you are as well. Just a reminder, we have the code for Resolve CBD. Just use code R-S-L-V-T-W-T-O, all capitals, to get 10% off any of their products. You can find that code in the show notes. Thank you again for tuning in to our podcast. We appreciate every single one of you so, so much, and we wish you the best fall and enjoy the weather And yeah, stay safe and healthy and be kind to everyone around you. Thank you so much for listening to the Team Wellness TO podcast. Make sure to subscribe on the platform of your choice so you never miss an episode. If you loved this episode, please leave us a review and don't forget to share your thoughts by tagging us on social. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Team Wellness TO or check out our website at teamwellnessto.com. From us to you. Welcome Welcome to to the the team. team.